You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show. You're listening to Natalie Cutler-Welsh here on Reality Check Radio. And today I'm talking to Marie McManaway, and we're going to be talking about her topic of getting the green light on your life. Marie is a personal development coach, author, and facilitator. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Am, Good to be here. Am I saying your name right? Is it Marie or Mari? Well, it's up to the individual, but commonly known as Marie. <laughs> Love it. Just making sure. Okay, Marie, I, what I would love, I'm so excited to dive into this topic to hear what you mean about um, getting the green light on your life. And yeah, I know you've written multiple books as well. But before we dive into that, can you give us a little a little background, a little backstory on how you got started in this area? Mm, thank you. Uh, I, I think I would be fair to say that I grew up in what I'd call a once for warriors home as a child. And it was pretty tough going, but I always had this little voice within me that said you know there's going to be a better way and uh, eventually you know you grow up as you do but I left home when I was 15 and left school when I was 15 and found a empty house a condemned house that I um, managed to put myself into all within a week and that was the beginning of my uh, new life as an individual although I was only 15 I took it as adulthood at that moment and um the world grew from there for me. I think I found a lot of comfort in books and reading. And although I felt lonely, I had comfort in those books. And they were able to teach me. I don't know if you've ever heard of um, the Little Red Hen as an example. Yes. Or the Bernstein Bears series. And it was always learning how to do things in a better way. And and they were basically my foundation tools to get me going in life. And it was it was really, really good. Um, at about around about the age of uh, the year 1986, um, my mum-in-law was uh, uh, killed train versus car and we were the first people on scene and because it was my husband's mum, I chose to uh, go to the car and obviously there was a lot of imagery around that. And what I wanted from that was something good to come from what was an ungood experience. And that was when I began the journey of actually braving up and getting in front of people. Because I had been a, what I call a once for warrior survivor or striver, I had always lived a very um, hidden away, very introvert life. And this opportunity of wanting to get out and help other people in the world meant that I had to adorn extrovert uh, habits. And that was really, really tough. So my brave was to, how do I learn this little quiet, uh, forlorn type of mindset to be brave enough to step out into the big, white, scary world? And I actually went to Toastmasters because... It was not so much that I didn't have the passion, I just didn't have the know-how. And it was brilliant. And from that, I learned the Competent Communicators Manual and completed the first one. And it made me step up. It taught me how to speak in front of people. It taught me how to use gestures and how to just shine your own individual light rather than trying to be someone else. And it was a game changer. I, I would highly recommend Toastmasters to anyone, to be fair. Yeah. 
Wow. What an incredible journey. And I think, um, There'll be other people, of, of course, out there listening today who are also, as you call them, once were warrior survivors or thrivers um, who have, you know, like you, hopefully turned their the adversity into something positive to positively impact other lives. So congratulations on navigating that yourself. You. Um, and and now you're, you're, you've turned that around and you're helping people, you're empowering people. What does that look like in your daily life? Like what type of people are you coming across and how are you helping them to, um, I guess, up their brave or be courageous in their own way? Each client is obviously I work with is very, very much an individual thing. And my youngest client is around about 15 and I'm a beautiful lady who was 86 actually <laughs> came for coaching. And, and it was really, really sweet because she sort of handed me this flyer and um, she said, I want you to help me find my daughter. And I sort of said to her, well, oh, gosh, I, you know, I'm sorry. That's not really my role, you know. My, my, and she reminded me that on this flyer I had put helping you to get anything you want from life. <laughs> and that was what she wanted. And I had to reword my flyer a little more <laughs> carefully because of that. Um, ironically, I was able to help her find her daughter, but it was not really part of my calling. So what I am, I consider myself uh, focused solely on personal development. And I think it doesn't matter whether you are a, uh, you know, young teenager, a stay-at-home housewife, um, a person in parliament, or, you know, a, a business owner, whoever you are, we all need to know who we are, what we want and where we're going, because the three aspects of success, of living a happy life, is to know that you have something to love, to know you have something to do, and to know you have something to look forward to. And if you can tick those three boxes, you are pretty much living a pretty good life. But when people fall off, the wheels of life fall off for them, often one of your first symptoms of being out of alignment are that I don't know who I am anymore or I don't know where I'm going. And you'll often notice that after a crisis or a trauma that's a wording that people will use. And that is your body drops in serotonin in a huge way, and, and we just lose direction. So some people will call on, on medical help at that point and take things like an antidepressant, but we have the ability to make serotonin ourselves. We, we have to understand who we are as an individual in this world and how we get our happy. And I think that's the big thing as a coach. What I look for when, you, when I begin the process with a client is to ask, what makes you happy? Where does your happy come from? What does it feel like? You know, And we determine, are you dopamine-based? Are you oxytocin-based, serotonin-based, or endorphin-based? And those four chemicals are free. And they are produced within your body. And when you are in alignment and living your best life, you are excreting those great chemicals and feeling on top of the world. And when you are not, what you're saying, what your body would give you the symptoms that will either feel heavy in the shoulders, uh, you might get guttural problems, you might get those word languages like I mentioned, you know, this isn't fear, I'm not, I don't know who I am or where I'm going. All of these things are your body's wonderful way of saying, hey, are you listening? You know, and it's such a simple way to understand yourself. 
if we consider that the same neurotransmitters within our brain are identical within our stomach and our heart, we need to tune into that and find out first if we are out of alignment. And so by coming to a coach, you are asking them to help guide you in a way that finds your true profile to understand, to know who you really are and then what you really want from it. And then you work from there. So based on that process, then I will do a personality test, find out if there are past life traumas that may need to be um, healed or worked through, and then to understand which values or beliefs are literally sabotaging or limiting you from going forward. Because we have our two minds, we have a logical mind. So logically, if we use the car as an analogy, if you know, you know how to drive it, but if you put the wrong petrol in, it's not going to get down the road very far. It's almost as if you've left the handbrake on, and no matter how hard you try, darn it, why can't I get there? Why what stops me going? And that is your subconscious, where all your emotional or your EQ lives, is is imbalanced or out of sync with whom you are. And that is my job to identify that. And a lot of my clients call me the nerve beaver to, <laughs> to identify that piece that isn't working where the pain sits or the hold prevents you from going forward. And that's my job. I am I love every single thing you're talking about. You know, early on, you were talking about alignment, which uh, as my audience knows, I talk about a lot. And um, the, the four chemicals. So what I'd love to ask our audience is how do you get your happy? Can you walk us through, you talked about the, the four chemicals, um, which we've heard of before, but you said that you work with someone and you kind of decipher which of the four is their happy. Can you give an example? Mm, um, sure. So I really, I really love like tangible examples that my audience can like implement in their life. So if you can give us an example of somebody else or something that you ask people so that we can kind of determine for ourselves sitting here now, oh, that's interesting. I'm serotonin based or whatever. Yeah, mm. go with that. So if you were going to write your own personal happiness, mm -hmm. and you can do this while you're in a good frame of mind, there's no good trying to find what makes you happy when you're in a, a low frame of mind, either stressed or depressed or any of that. You know, you need to be in a good practical mindset. And just start noting it down, play with it. And I use the word play because we've got to play a little more. We don't want to force and push. Yes. That just creates more rapids. So if you are perhaps dopamine-based, dopamine-based uh, people are more likely to have addiction tendencies. So if you were to ask, you know, somebody who's, you know, smokes marijuana as an example, he might say, well, I can't do anything unless I've had a hit. You know, so he's needing that, that level of something to get him going. Now, of course, that's one extreme. But for the everyday person like myself, I like to get up in the morning and I love my coffee. So that's my first little reward for the day. So if you like to um, acknowledge yourself, so how do you get your rewards? If you think about when you were little you on the mat with your arms and legs folded doing the times table, when you got it right, they would have said, good girl or good guy, here's a gold star. You know, so we are very reward-based people in today's society. And that can be anything from giving yourself 
a coffee or an ice cream to a Ferrari, depending on your <laughs> on your bank balance. But it's acknowledging when you do good. You know, it's a way of promoting. I did good today. Good on me. You know, so it can be anything from a small tangible gift. Perhaps you book yourself for a massage or you give yourself a home facial, right down to, um, you know, whether or not you can afford to take uh, uh, even more things more regularly. You know, women do like to go shopping. But we don't want to keep dopamine uh, chemicals just for only for the holiday once or twice a year because what that does is it, it gives us the impression that we're struggling until then. And the more we can be in a celebratory, um, happy, rewarding mood, the better our vibration is, the more likely we're going to attract more good things and, in fact, look for it. So that's dopamine-based. The other one is oxytocin. So that is more, you know, it's cuddling up to either someone you love from, you know, young children right through to an elderly person, right through if you don't have people around you, even your pets, your family are like that, um, or you can use rug therapies, you can use a hot bath or cozying into those sheets on a warm winter's night. All of that gives you that sense of bonding, I belong, I have a place. And it's a lovely, I almost liken it to having um, bubbles in your blood. You get that feeling, you just know you're there, you know, you're like, oh, that's I thought you were going to say bubbles in the bath. And I thought, oh, that well, sounds like yeah. that sounds like me. <laughs> bubbles in the bath as well. So it's that bonding feeling. And then we move on to serotonin. Again, that is that sense of feeling purposeful. So what have you done today that you can feel good about? You know, was it a couple of nice connections or chats? Did you reach out or compliment a person? You know, tell the guy in the dairy that what a good job he does, right down to, you know, grandchildren or other people. But we can boost our serotonin by just putting ourselves in the sun. Fingers crossed we get it, of course, for up to 20 minutes a day. So that means getting your skin in the sunshine. Ironically, bananas are also very good for vitamin D and boosting serotonin. So that happy monkey, Eddie Nani, that is really good for you. And laughter. I cannot stress laughter enough. And the sooner you have a good belly laugh in the day, the better you feel. So I'm very much, I mean, on a Saturday on Facebook, I always post Marie's Comedy Coach. And I love the responses. You know, it's usually something crazy, but it's something to laugh about. And we need to do that more often, you know. And the final one is an endorphin, and that is, some people call it the rock star hormone, and that is taking enough action to be satisfied. Uh, some people get it from going for a run or going, you know, exercising. Some people get it from completing a project or an exam or you come in from mowing the lawns and it feels good that I've got that done. It's about building up that sense of worthiness. I matter and actually utilizing it as much as possible. So hopefully there are some tips around that. But, you know, finding most people will have a little bit of everything, but you'll find there'll be one key chemical you rely on the most, and then it staggers down in that, in that chronological order. So work on that. Work on creating that list. 
And then on those days when you wake up and you think, oh, I feel funky, you know, nothing's going to please me. You've got that list sitting there and it might be something like go and buy yourself a nice coffee and sit in the sun. And you're like, ah, I can do that today. I can do that right now. So there it is for you. Thank you for riffing that out on on the um, on the spot. For those of you um, that are new to my show, and you might not know that I basically plan the last four questions. I always plan the first question. The rest of it is up in the air. We never know where we're going to go. Thank you, Marie, for that in-depth response. And for me, I've been doing personal development, personal discovery for whatever, 15 plus years, and I've never heard it described like that. Of course, I've heard of those chemicals, but I haven't heard of it that way. And I that was so fascinating definitely resonated for me. There's the last one, not so much. Um, it sounded like my husband and my daughter, but not me at all. But um, the rest of them, totally. Like I'm a I'm a sun lover and I love the warm coffee and I love the hot bath and the hot weedy bag. And um, that's just so interesting. So for our listeners out there, make- sorry, predominantly you're a dopamine-based person. Yeah. The other thing that I would suggest <laughs> is to um, get your shoes off and put your feet on the ground. You know, grounding is so, so important. Even in this cold weather, I know it's cold, but you know, a little quick walk around your home with outside with bare feet is such a good tonic. So add that in as well. I will, I'll add it in. I actually do that. Um, it's more like, I'm gonna go feed the guinea pigs. Okay, I'll intentionally take off my socks because I'm trying to ground, but that's probably, I'm trying to do two things at the same time because I'm really just feeding the guinea pigs. So maybe if I just go out there and stand there or yeah. sit there yeah look up find a bird look at the sky you know just feel that wind something that sort of helps you carpe diem the moment carpe diem sees the day we have gorgeous birds i I live down this driveway and we have twoies in the trees like it's oh. it's amazing and we have beautiful like sun like north facing awesome so there's definitely multiple opportunities for me to um, to be present and get grounded. And I love your guidance. And so for those listening, if, you, if you're up for it, some homework is to make some happy homework, is to make your happy list and make some notes about whether it's dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, or endorphin-based um, mm. things that you're into. So yeah. the other thing on the flip side of that, like you, how, so there's so much stress in the world, right? People always experience stress. Stress is normal. I understand that sometimes it's higher than other times. What is your guidance for people or what are some tips you can give us today for my audience around managing kind of the daily stresses of life? Um, and maybe even when things are harder than usual, how can we help ourselves? Mm, good question. Absolutely. I think that, as you mentioned, stress is normal within a limitation. Is it, if you imagine a bottle and we're filling it up and you know we can keep adding to it and adding to it and eventually it will overflow. So the the key to managing your stress is to know where your limit sits. Some people can manage a great deal more than others. So again, uh, when I'm coaching with somebody, it's all about individualism and finding and building your own profile on what you can manage. So don't be um fooled into believing that you have to be better than somebody else or lesser than somebody else. Be you. Be you and work with you in the best possible way. One of the things that uh, can be a big stress is it builds up an anxiety because we're so busy feeling bad about feeling bad that that actually creates a cyclical feeling. So stress can be something we can name 
Now, if, if we see I am stress, what we're saying is it is part of you. Stress is a response. It's not really part of you. It's a symptom of an outer cause. So especially when I'm working with clients with anxiety, I'll ask them now, tell me, would you see, if you think of something that really annoys you, uh, you know, tell me something that really annoys you. And, and as an example, I had a guy and he was like, well, actually, it, it was my ex-girlfriend, Amanda, you know, she, you know, the real, you know, rat mad person. And he, you know, I could see him, you know, he had a lot of frustration around this name. So I said to him, okay, we're going to call your anxiety Amanda. And I apologize to all the beautiful Amandas out there. Remember, <laughs> this is just, <laughs> just an example. But once we could call a Amanda as a separate entity to himself, he could then say to me, Amanda's arrived again today. And I said, what did you what did you do with that? So we can tell Amanda, go away. Go away, Amanda. You know, I've got no time for you in my life. I'm choosing some other pathway. I choose not to be bothered by Amanda. Go away. And this, what is amazing about the brain is that it doesn't know the difference between fact or fiction. And that's a big one. It only knows what you feed it. So if you feed it fiction, it will believe you. If you tell it that a blue sky is purple, your brain will look for the purples in the blue. If you tell yourself you are anxious, your brain will conspire to provide you with anxiety chemicals mm. like adrenaline and cortisol. Like if you wake up in the morning and you say, oh, I'm so nervous, like, oh, this is going to be the worst day, and I'll go, oh, your brain will go, oh, what is it that you want to receive? Sure thing. And it will pile that onto you, and it will exacerbate how you're feeling. Now, if you want to break that cycle, you can either name it and skip it away from you, or you can stop and step back from yourself. So we've got a little a little thing the size of a walnut at the front of our brain called the amygdala, and that spins in accordance with whatever we want. Chemicals-wise, we've talked about the ones that are really yummy and good for us, but of course we have cortisol and adrenaline and the ones that aren't good for us there as well. Now, if you've been stressing all day, you will notice that you'll come home, you'll be tired, you'll be heavy in the shoulders, you'll be just the littlest thing would be a trigger to set you off. So you're pretty up there. Your level stress is at peaking high, what I call in the red zone, when you go to the red zone. So if you imagine a traffic light, when we see red, we know we've got to stop. So if we use the same analogy in our mind, when we go to the red space, either anger or severe anxiety or chronic unhappiness, just stop. Take a pause for just a moment and then choose an alternative. So go to orange and go to a response rather than a reaction. Because if we're red zoning, we're really angry and somebody annoys us, we instantly go off our head at them, oh, blah, blah, and then afterwards we're so sad about it or disappointed in ourselves. Why did I do that? So if we can stop, just take a moment and step back within our mind, take a breath, either name it or just ask something else from our thoughts. So then we go to green and we do some work around that. And green, you might 
Now, the word is pummeling, and really what it is is just repetition. We've stopped and read. We've gone to orange, taken a pause, and then we're going to go to green with repetition or pummeling. Now, if you make a statement for one to three minutes, that's how long it takes for our brain to register through into our body, one to three minutes. When you practice it a lot of times, you get quicker, but initially it can take right up to three minutes. For me, I only have to do it a couple of times now, and I'm like, hey, hey, come on. <laughs> and so we pull ourselves back. And you say something like, I choose to be calm, or I am calm, or all is well, or just calm, cool, confident. I'm cool, calm, confident, or I feel still, I feel still, I am at peace, I am at peace. Remembering that you don't have to believe the statement, you just have to do it. Your brain will take that message that you've re repeated or pummeled for one to three minutes and it will replace the chemicals down from cortisol and adrenaline into something far, far more calming, such as prolactin or nice serotonin or a cheeky bit of dopamine. <laughs> it will literally change the chemical balance that your body's feeling and soothe its pathway down. Now, it's amazing. When you play with this and get good at it, it is such a game changer. It is so easy to do, and yet it, it's not talked about enough because it is such a simple technique. And I think as a coach, what I did, even when I wrote my book, you know, The Mind Mechanic, Getting the Green Life on Life, what I wrote it out with was to be simple tools easy to do we don't want 21 steps to happiness we would <laughs> off pretty quickly we want simple to use tools so i think for me that whole stop reflect respond is what i call it or red orange green light uh, i know but that that even that term creates anxiety for me and some of my listeners <laughs> after the one? last three the traffic light after yes. the last three years, no, you get it. Um, yes. But that's a yeah. stop, reflect, respond. Is that what you said? Stop, reflect, respond. Instead of being stressed out and just going into a reactive mode, mm -hmm. you do and say things that you know you're going to regret later. Just stop for a moment. Take a quick breath, step back in your mind, and then reflect on it and then respond. Even asking for a moment, you know. Uh, taking, I'm, I'm not into... 50 shades of grey or any, <laughs> any of that. However, pain can be a good stimulus. So if you think about um, using the metaphysics, you know, some people need um, a physical response. So you can hold a rubber band around your wrist while you're in training. And it usually takes 30 to 90 days to thumb a new tool into your mindset, especially from an emotional perspective. So you snap. And when you feel yourself go to red zone, snap the band to remind you to reflect and then respond, you know, so you can either do it that way as well. These are the, uh, what I'm sharing with you is quite broad. And so if I met with a client, my job is to learn their specific ways and mm. I would give them a specific way to do that. I think that's so great because as um, you know, I sometimes say like a lot of coaching and motivational advice is great, but a lot of it is quite general, right? And so mm -hmm. if we can find the right specific tool or technique for the individual, um, and that's why obviously having a specific coach like, you know, like you or somebody else is helpful. 
Yes. Um, but I really love how you're highlighting the power of the words. And even if we don't believe them saying the words, like having that mantra, I choose to be calm or I'm at peace or whatever yeah. it might be, can totally shift your body uh, physiology, I suppose. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your, so you've got a book called The Mind Mechanic. Uh, yes, that one was, uh, I, I actually, a lady again on LinkedIn uh, found me and she was New York based. And she was part of the Professional Women's Network, and it's a global network of women who have uh, worked in the mind health industry. Um, and she basically offered me a chance to publish my book and print it uh, for me. And, Amazing. Which was a real honour. Um, and initially she approached me to be part of a um, compilation. of It was 22 women from 22 countries. Um, and little old New Zealand myself got chapter 22, I believe. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> and I actually did what was what they call the let and go. Or my chapter was around healing. Um, and from that, she liked it and then offered me a chance to do um, a second book, The Mind Mechanic. And then re more recently, I um, wrote one independently called Mind Fit Farmer for the rural folk out there mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. How amazing. Okay. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your book. And then I'm going to ask you my four questions that I ask every guest. So um, let's talk about, well, I just mentioned before the importance of having a coach. So like, this is interesting, isn't it? Because I hear so many people saying, oh, you got to have a coach. You got to have a coach, especially in the business world, which I'm in. And we do a lot of personal discovery. We do a lot of reflection and facilitated um, coaching. But I know the average person might not do that. So, you know, kind of how does someone find the right coach for them? It can be overwhelming. It sure can. And we don't have the time. You know, like we know as people, if we're going to buy perhaps a pair of jeans as an example, you don't just shoot, shoot to the dairy and, and grab a pair. <laughs> you, you, you want to know the, the style, the shape, the cost, the color, et cetera. And so uh, Life For You has been putting together a team um, over the last, or I've been doing, building the team. I've been in business 15 years, but building this team up over the last 18 months, two years. And so what I have now is a, this wonderful affiliation with other coaches. So I have a business coach. I have a coach who works around um, menopause, which is a huge part of everyday life for people. Another coach who works around health and wellness. Another one like myself who works around personal development and a lovely coach working around our law of attraction and Bob Proctor type work, paradigm shift work. And I'm still extending that group because to me, um, as a personal development coach, I, I am not good at every aspect mm. of our life and nor do I claim to be. My specialty is purely what I do. Um, but what People come to the Life For You site and then from there they can have a consultation with me and find out and from that I determine where they can go. I will say based on what you've said, I think you need to go and visit the lovely Karen or go and visit, you know, Chris or whomever it is. And it's working really well because it takes that scratching of head away for yeah. people. Oh, so you're like a matchmaker of sorts. Yeah, well, I see it as a sort of like a coordinator. Yeah. Or, yeah, it is almost matchmaking, though. I mean, you know, and because I've been in business so long, um, Life View has its own credibility. So people seem to trust in that quite nicely. 
I love that. You know, because my my business is called Go To Girl Limited, and I called it that because you know, eleven years ago, I am a matchmaker. People would say, "Nat, do you know someone who dot dot dot?" You know, whatever. And I'd be like, "Yep, let me hook you up. Let me connect you." Um, and and that you know, it's kind of where I started around the networking space. But I so I love that you do that. You can hear what's going on for someone. Where do they want to go? What's the barriers in the way? And then and then connect them with the right person. That's super cool. All right, let's go to the questions. So. Um, Marie, what is one thing you've done in the last year where you truly upped your brave? Well, I think doing the Toastmasters course because it being I'm I'm in what I call an off-duty introvert. So <laughs> when I'm I'm at home, I still go back to my little introvert self. And the thought of standing in front of people because I wound up sort of doing a bit of motivational work and facilitating pro, you know programs and things. I had to I had to brave up and stand up, and I was like, oh, you know me, I couldn't possibly. And I needed to learn the tools to do that. And so I'm I'm hugely appreciative of Toastmasters set in New Zealand wide. So do it, so you're doing a little shout out to them, but where are you geographically? Which Toastmasters is it? Uh, I went to the Master in Toastmasters um, at the time to do my training for that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Brilliant. Okay. So what is one thing on your bucket list, meaning something that you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that we can possibly help you with? I would love to stroke an elephant. <laughs> That's on the bucket list. But actually what I'm doing at the moment, I've got a project of, a coming up and um, there, there are approximately 40 hospitals in New Zealand, public hospitals these are. And if you've ever been in, in a public hospital, you would understand that they are busy, stretched for time. So I have approached Masterton Hospital, my own hospital, and I've put together a group of businesses and we are going in to refurbish a room from it's the original colours are rather dowdy and the look mm. is rather dowdy and disheartening. And for people who go into a private a, a room off the main wall to either pass over or are very unwell, to me the space needed to be a lot better. So this group we are going and I'm forming it together and it's taken a lot of red tape to get permission to do it and I've only got a 48-hour window to choreograph us all Um, but the room will be painted there's beautiful blinds being built there's an um, ear diffuser um, music a television lazy boys etc are being donated from the community so I'm so proud of the community for doing it Um, but what I want to do from that is to create uh, life bags, what I call life bags or life packs, and now I want to distribute those throughout New Zealand for people that have family in the hospital unwell and, and they've wound up staying unexpectedly. Um, and, you know, little things like, you know, there's no way to wash your face or, you know, and it'll be just little face wipes and a bottle of water and things like that in these packs to help people through that incredibly emotional time when someone you love dearly is suffering, it's, it's, yeah, I hope it will help. Yeah. What a cool project. So if we can help with that in terms of the bucket list, um, if anyone in the audience, yes, has something they'd love to add to the life bags, maybe you can reach out to Marie. And that is so cool about bringing together these local businesses to make the room because physical environment is so crucial and it really does affect how we feel, the emotions and the level of stress that, you know, that we experience. So that's amazing. How can people connect with you um, if they do want to help with the bucket list or they want to get your book or your coaching? Uh, sure. They can um, contact me through um, marie at life 
uh, or, or just Facebook me. Um, there's the Life of You page or the Marie McManaway page. Marie spelt with the old two E's. And Life for You is spelt with the letters L Y E, the digit four, letter U, dot co, dot NZ. Okay, awesome. So, what does Life for You come from? Is that the um, name of your business? It seemed so good at the time. It was back when generic texting was very in vogue. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, Life for You, the letters stand for Liberate Yourself. And I do have an online program called um, the Liberation Program, which is um, going very well and currently got a great special on it. If anybody's looking to do a six-week course at their own pace, um, so that's that's called Liberate. Then the second letter, Y, is for Yield, because we need to yield down. We need to actually harvest what we set in place and then to flourish from that. And I love seeing my clients. After about session five, there's nothing better then seeing that light come back on in your eyes and, and they're like, I got it, I've got it, you know, and it's the best feeling in the world. And that's why I do what I do. I love helping people to create better lives. And I think because I know what it is to not have a better life mm. from past and I can empathise but I can build, uh, that is me, I you know, the life designer I think if I hadn't have been building lives I would have been building houses <laughs> but building someone else's life is what gives me the greatest pleasure I can tell that you love it and it just from looking yeah. at you on the video and I'm so glad that our, our paths cross you know I think you and I connected on LinkedIn and this is the mm-hmm. first time we've met today it's so cool to hear your backstory and to hear about your business and you obviously love what you're doing so I'll spell it out for everyone so dub 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 L-Y-F-4, numerical four, u.co.nz. So what else is coming up for you, Marie, in the next six months, either personally or with business? Well, uh, the project at the hospital is, is happening. That's that's coming up. Um, and then also I'm, I'm trying to take a break, which I haven't done for a while, uh, and continuing to expand the team. And that is about putting out there. So if you are a coach that you think, if you've listened to this and you think you have a similar ethos as as Life For You does, um, I'm certainly opening um, myself to wonderful other coaches out there doing great things because I think the bigger we can, the more we can create a net for people to lean in, the better we can go. We don't have to uh, walk through life alone. And life is difficult enough, so the more we lean and support one another, uh, the better we do. You know, it's all about choices. And, and, you know, if somebody breaks a leg, it can be a difficult experience. And I didn't like the nurse and it hurt. And, or another person can break your leg and go, the hospital was great. I learned guitar while I was on leave and recovering. You know, we, we make a choice. Every day we wake up, we make a choice. And, you know, not that long ago, somebody said to me, when you get tired of always being positive or trying to be happy, you know, <laughs> thank you. Don't you get tired of always being cynical and down? You know, what is my choice here? I know which one works better and I know which one I prefer. So even though we might have days where we have what I call a funk day and have a day off, a PJ day where you just go, you know what, I'm not bothering, come back to yourself and come back to yourself with love and joy and celebration you're in this world and that is a privilege there are so many people who don't get that you know build on that just start right there 
What a beautiful way to wrap it up. I was going to ask you, and I still will, um, is there anything else you want to add before we say goodbye? I would like to say thank you for the opportunity. And and please, if you can, join me on Facebook or um, Instagram. It's just Marie underscore life for you. Ed, or you have any other questions, you know, feel free to connect with me. We are all in this together, as I mentioned. And, yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity for having this experience. It's been so much fun. So good to chat with you today, everyone. That was Marie McManaway, and we were talking about getting the green light on your life. Thanks, Marie. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.